New Year. Karma fam. This is our first official episode Mm -hmm. of the year. And um, I don't know. Should we talk about our announcements now or at the end of the... Let's do it now. Okay. Um, well, anyway, if you're new to Family Karma Cast, Welcome. I'm Indra. And I'm Deanna. And, um, you know, we are coming into almost a full two years of the podcast, and it's been such a wild ride. I mean, we started it off in literally, like, three days of, like, <laughs> there's going to be a reality TV show yeah. about Indians. Let's recap it. And... So we started that when Family Karma season one started in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Was that? Yeah. Oh, my God. When the pandemic started. <laughs> Wait, was it 2019? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was 2020. I keep thinking it's 2021 right now. I know. Right. It's 2022. Oh, it's really my gosh. crazy. So then we did that. And then that first season was just like eight episodes <laughs> or something. So, we're, But we were enjoying podcasting. So we we're like, what do we do now? And so... We kind of tried a few different things and landed on focusing on South Asians and pop culture. And we've talked to so many amazing people over the past like year and a half. And it's been really a wonderful journey. And now we are here. And, you know, Deanna and I, we sat down the other day and kind of talked about our goals for the podcast and, um, you know, how we can make it kind of sustainable. I think that's a great word because, well, you know, I'll just say for me, um, I think if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, like both of us are working mothers, um, you know, I have a full time gig in in addition to working on the podcast Mm -hmm. and. It's a lot of hours of work to edit and get interviews. And and you're doing the editing. So kudos to you. Yeah. And and we love it. I love it. Um, But. I also feel like in some ways we need to sort of figure out how we can make it more sustainable for us so that we can keep doing it so that we can have the best kind of content that we can give you guys. And then um, and also, you know, kind of beef up aspects of what we've been doing as a podcast to sort of help sustain it financially as well. Have you been feeling, Deanna? Yeah, I think... um Everything you said, and it's just like we need to have goals in the new year. Um, And I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about New Year's resolution bullshit. I'm just thinking about, um, (laughs) you know, the train is running Mm -hmm. and we're coal goes into trains, right? Or is that old fashioned? That old train. Okay, we're an Okay, let's. Can we do it? Can we be a coal train? We're a vintage train. (laughs) We're a vintage train. So, you know, Indra's driving, I'm putting the coal in. Yeah. I'm sweating. She's yeah. chewing. We switch roles. <laughs> and we're saying, how do we make this? Maybe we don't want to be a coal train anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe we want to like wanna be... become high efficiency. <laughs> Is that a good analogy? Like a bullet train. Maybe we, we want to be the bullet train. train. And we, we just, you know, Indra wants to press buttons. <laughs> she <Yes. laughs> I want to have a little time. Well, the reality is our lives are just really busy and um and and doing this podcast. I mean, now that we know a little bit more about podcasting in the podcasting space, first of all, we love you, you loyal listeners 100%. who are listening right now. Um, you're awesome. The numbers definitely are growing consistently, but we're not at the point where we can like, we don't have the number of listeners where we can reliably get like ad revenue or things like right, that. Right, right. So we really rely on like our Patreon and stuff like that to um, keep us sustained. Mm-hmm. Um and that is, you know, that involves us putting out more content through our Thirsty 30 episodes. And it's just it's a lot of like ads are like easy money and Patreon is like work mm-hmm. and we love it. We love it. But we're just saying, like, how do we make it more sustainable? So to cut to the chase, um, what we're going to be doing is we're still going to be offering our episodes um, featuring South Asian culture and pop culture. Um, But we're probably going to be scaling back to new episodes every other week instead of every single week. And on the weeks that we don't have new content, we'll run, um, you know, reruns of old things Mm -hmm. that we did. Um, They're not even that old, some of them, but just stuff that we've done in the past that we think is relevant. 
um, you know, if we do end up having enough content to maybe throw in a new Mm -hmm. episode so that, you know, there's three weeks of new episodes and then we take a week off or something, we'll do that. But we just want you all to expect that there may be like fewer new episodes coming out from us. We'll still have the weekly podcast. But yes, again, just like fewer new content as we sort of, um, yeah, move to make the podcast more sustainable for us so that we can keep giving you great content and so that, you know, we're all having fun and enjoying what Mm -hmm. we're doing. And I do want to say that this could change at the drop of the hat. um, Totally. Because um, (laughs) also we are looking to hook up with a podcasting network and just, you know, maybe they can run the tracks for our train. Yeah. If we run on, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it's just like with, us doing it all ourselves and both of us having full-time gigs on the side. Um, we would just like, um, yeah, a little, a little more help in that realm. And so again, if you know of a podcast network that Mm -hmm. you enjoy, that you think we'd be a good fit, DM us, whatever. Yes, please do. Um, and yeah, you know, so then the other thing I guess that goes along with that is that we're sort of going to be shifting around some of the way our Patreon page is structured. So if you've been listening for a while, the main thing that we offer on our Patreon uh, for subscribers are these weekly Thirsty 30 mm-hmm. Bravo TV and pop culture chats um, where we basically we set a timer for 30 minutes, but sometimes we go over that and we talk about the current shows on Bravo TV. We talk about pop culture. We talk about like movies and books and podcasts that we're into and um, it's really fun and we love thank you to all of the people who have supported us on Patreon already. We have been offering that for four. So basically a weekly episode for one dollar a month, um, which is, I think, a really good deal. <laughs> um, and so what we're actually going to do is we're still gonna, we're going to offer that dollar a month level until the end of this month. So the end of January. Um, you can still sign up for a dollar a month to get the weekly episodes. And then starting in February, we're going to lock that tier in for whoever's Mm -hmm. in that. And then the entry level for those weekly episodes will be $2 a month. So this is a great time to join the Patreon. Join for $1. Lock it in. Lock it in. And then also if, we are going to be offering a little bit of extra Patreon content um, for higher tier levels and some other kind of incentives mm-hmm. that um, should be live on the Patreon page when you're listening to this. So go to patreon.com slash family karma cast with a K to kind of see what's going on there. Join us there. Um, I think one of the messages that we're hoping to get out to everyone here is that the podcast is great. We love it. It's a lot of work and we're looking for ways to make it more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you're able to support us, even if you don't want to hear the Thirsty 30 episodes, but you want to support us with a monthly donation on Patreon, it makes a huge difference. And it's like, like, honestly, it really, yeah, it really does. So I think that's it for the announcement. That's it. And so we'll move on to, um, I always, so... I think we're going to move on to just like that, uh, the Diwali episode. And I've said before, just like that doesn't like that title for the new Sex in the City season or era. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always stick in my brain. And I just want to know how how that works with your brain. So it's. Yeah, so the it's and just like that dot dot dot, I think is the official title. (laughs) And I didn't realize this and I didn't even catch it. But I was talking with my oldest brother about it when he was here. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I didn't realize like Carrie used to say and just like that all the time in the original Sex in the City. And I I don't remember at all. I don't remember that either. But he did. The funniest thing about all of this is that my brother is like the biggest (gasps) Sex in the City. I love it. (laughs) So how does he feel about the new? So he likes it. Okay. He's like, yeah, it's fun. I like it. And you know what? I didn't enjoy the first episode, maybe the second one, Mm -hmm. but I kind of like powered through the rest of the season Mm -hmm. up to where we're at now. Um, 
which I guess today when you're listening to this, a new episode will be out. But On Tuesday. We're talking through Diwali. Oh, Thursday, yeah. And I feel like in the past couple episodes, it's kind of gotten back into that original Sex in the City flavor that yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've been enjoying it yeah. more. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think I talked on the, po- I did talk on the podcast how it was, it was a slow start for me as well. Yes. Um, I was, I was getting used to, you know, it felt like before, like if the original Sex in the City was like getting into a hot tub at the <laughs> end of the day. This felt like a full on hot sauna. Yeah. I just like and then I I, because and then my brain was like, wait, I want to be in the hot tub. But when I I want water, I want water. But when I said to my brain, no, we're just in the sauna and it's really like we're just going to chill in the sauna. Yeah. And as soon as like I could get used to chilling in the sauna, Mm -hmm. it's been like the first sex in the city of, uh, you know, just like sitting on a couch, you know, just chilling out hanging with my girls being introduced to new folks and yeah for me it's like I I love it like it's like doing laundry television for me <laughs> just like fold that laundry have it in the background the looks are present yes uh, the looks are there for sure I mean I think I reflecting on it after the first couple episodes I was like what was missing for me, and I think this was necessary for the first episode, was they needed to do a lot of like plot catch up mm-hmm. in the first couple episodes because, okay, 15 years have gone by, like what's happening in these women's lives? Yeah. Like there was a lot of information that we needed to kind of just get, which yeah. is not the original flavor of the show. Like the original show would have 20, at least 20 episodes per season. They And what's nice about shows like that, which we don't get, anymore is like it allows it allows like to have episodes that aren't plot driven they're Mm. like about one small thing and that's what i enjoy yeah like you can hop right in like you know the episodes where like samantha lost her orgasm or uh you know (laughs) we talked about charlotte like having sex with that guy (laughs) i love that one (laughs) like would scream <laughs> or the one or the like, socialite that uh, falls out the window yes, at the party. It, yeah, and it's just like it would be small things. And I feel like in the most recent episodes, there's been more of the like, let's focus in on this like one aspect mm-hmm. of what's going on in Carrie's life or Miranda's life or Charlotte's life. And then, like you said, the new characters, which so you were like, I think we should talk about the Diwali mm-hmm. episode, and then when I actually watched it, I didn't realize that the Seema character would have such a big role mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of exciting. And I'm like wondering what they're doing with like her character, um, Miranda's teacher, yeah, and the LTK character who is Charlotte's friend. Like, are these women gonna become a unit? Parts of the cast, like the main cast or like, yeah. What do you see going on with um, that? Cause I'm not I totally think, sure. I think, you know, when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, it'll always be the three of them. Yeah. Um, because I see, but I do feel like, so if they're the tree, we have all these branches, which are kind of refreshing to see. Yeah. And what I like about this, iteration is like the the branches we're seeing them in every in every episode so then we're seeing the full tree whereas like Uh so like uh carrie their friend that has the uh bakery the hawkeye bakery anthony anthony yeah like he's in almost every episode which is refreshing because yeah uh we're not just seeing their New York. We're seeing everyone's New York. Yes. And and I think that that's clearly a goal of the show yeah, this time Which around, I think right? is uh, a great transition to head into. And, you know, for me, I was resisting when I was taking things really. I don't know what I was. I just like had a change of attitude toward it because yeah. it was like I was really jarred that like um, what Steve was like Grandpa Simpson for lack of a. <laughs> Oh my god! Or like, can we talk like about Steve? Like Steve was either like, did you ever watch Rugrats? 
Like, yes. Steve, remember the grandpa <laughs> with the hearing aid kind of coming out and, like, never knew what Tommy was doing? And, like, when he'd babysit, like, he'd fall asleep and the Rugrats oh would just kind of... Doesn't it remind you of the grandpa on Rugrats? Well, okay. So, well, I promise we are going to talk more about Sina and the Cavalli like, situation. Yeah. But this, we are talk. this is our chance to talk about all of the series so far. Okay, so... In the original series, Steve was one of my favorite oh, Steve, characters. Steve to me is so hot. Like when him I and think Aiden, he's so hot. There was one oh scene when God. him and Aiden were playing basketball. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember that. But, but you can see to... it like outdoors, yes. and Carrie or Miranda, maybe the both of them see them. I was like, I want a sandwich of that. Like that is so, and like. Miranda and Steve were like this couple that like you just rooted for and then correct me if I'm wrong in the movies you've seen the movies right yeah but I I was very high during them and I don't (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in one of the movies Miranda's plot line was around them potentially getting divorced or they separated and got back together or something and so like I mean the movies were shit we can all agree the movies were terrible they were just like bad but now it's like so in this last episode and I loved this scene where or maybe the episode before where Miranda has sex with Carrie's boss in her apartment that was and, shocking I mean I thought that was really well done it how was, Carrie it was, is in the yeah. other room needs to pee like the, yeah. the tension yeah. going on in all those ways and You're then so right and then the discussion they had afterwards like, I was like what are you doing I was like this is the this sex is in the city the I the remember city. yeah yeah and you know Miranda with that smirk on her face Miranda? and Carrie's so upset they are all doing what they have to do in their roles. Like if Miranda seeing it from an older perspective and watching Miranda, Cynthia Nixon on screen, you have to admit she is such an amazing actress. She, she really is. And she directed the Diwali episode. Did you see that? Yeah. And I, do you mind if I just bring up what you were saying? Her smile. Yes. I was watching this this other show called Orthodox, um, which mm-hmm. I really recommend. Um, it's just about the Hasidic community, a section of the Hasidic community in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh, interesting. But I was reading up on the main character, and uh, one one reviewer said that the main character shows like so much emotion with just like a lift of an eyebrow. Yeah, and I'm going to say that. I feel that way about Cynthia Nixon. She does this thing with like a half smile, a raise of the eyebrow, like just kind of like tilting her head. Uh And it's like so much emotion. I think, okay, I'm going to go out there on a limb. I think she's the best actress on the show. I agree. I totally agree. I feel like she's, and that's why I've always resonated with her, Mm -hmm. I think, is because she feels the most real to me in some ways, you know, like... Carrie's character is unreal because it's like, how is she living this life mm-hmm. in New York the way that with like being a sex columnist or whatever? And she can't and, like, even Miranda's talk. Yeah. And Mar- I, uh, sorry, Charlotte is so like over the top and how her perfectionism and Samantha's so over the top. And, and they're how all doing a great job. Is. We can agree on no, that, right? Totally. We can all, but, but Miranda always felt like she was more complex than the yeah. other characters. And yeah, it's like she knows she's done something terrible. She knows she's it's drinking hitting. You too can much. see it hitting her. But in she's that smiling moment. because she's just gone through this like sexual ex- awakening yes. as well. And it's like, and Carrie is so mad. And like, and then she breaks down and she's like, I haven't been happy for all these years. And I totally believe it in that mm-hmm. moment. But I'm also like mad because I'm like, but what about the Steve <laughs> I used to know? Like, why are you taking him away from me? <laughs> you know? And it's just like, I feel like the plot with Steve and Miranda, mm-hmm. when she's like, I've never been happy. I I'm like, I don't. And she's like, oh, it feels that way, yeah. which like that is very real. Maybe that like she was happy with him, but now like she can't even access that feeling anymore. Well, and I think that has to play into that. Miranda was always the overachiever and yeah. she was always mm-hmm. and we we all know people that are always looking for the next 
uh, rung on the ladder they have to climb. Yeah. And I think the, the, the hard thing when you are kind of in that loophole is like you never get to know who you are. Yeah. I'm not saying this for everyone, but that could be a result of just like, if I do this, mm-hmm. this is success. And then this will make me feel like a whole person where it's like, well, what makes you feel like a whole person? Yeah. And yep. um, like we were just talking about uh, Heather Dubrow. And on the Bitch Sesh um, podcast, their guest was like, well, what would Heather Dubrow be without her money? Yeah. And talking about money and draping herself in Fendi. And and we can say this not to bring the housewives into it, but like uh, about a lot of the housewives. Yeah. Yeah. And the fascinating part is like the Erica Janes when you take it all away. Who are you? I think it points to this kind of like larger question for all of us, which yeah. is like, what is the meaning of life? Like, what the hell are we doing yeah. playing this game of life? Like what when we reach that next level, we get that next thing. Does it actually offer fulfillment? Like, what does happiness look like? And you see Miranda like really kind yeah. of trying to figure that out. And um and I also like, so there's that aspect of it. And then, of course, there's, they're wrestling with that. And then I think what felt clumsy in the first couple episodes in terms of how they were I like that word trying, clumsy that you yeah, use. It's perfect. When they brought in like topics about race and like gender, mm-hmm. it felt very forced and mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you're just popping this in here. But I give the show credit for actually kind of sticking with those things in a way that's not super cringy there have been some cringy moments of course um so i think i think it'd be are you up for like talking about maybe the gender aspect of things and the race yeah and and i would if you don't mind like i do want to go back to what you're saying about miranda and you know if you're this person and and what does it all mean and i think with the sema character Mm -hmm. is for the first time, because we never meet any of their parents in That's the first so iteration. True. And so we're seeing Seema and what she's built and who she is as an independent woman. Yeah. But we're also bringing in, like, we've never met any of their cousins. We're bringing in her cousin to get the full family that dynamic. And then we're bringing point. in her parents of, like, the life that they expect for her. That is really interesting, that is so true. We never see never. family members the way that we're seeing them. And with her, we're seeing everybody. Yeah. And it's like... We met her cousin. We met her cousin. <laughs> and I was wondering if he was going to be a love interest. I don't or, know. I mean, obviously, they're trying to set up that podcast producer as like... Yeah, and he's hot. So I agree. Yeah. But <laughs> I was wondering if maybe he might be in the mix, too. I wasn't sure. Um, But... That's a really good question. Why do you think they're doing that with her? I th- I wonder if they have someone who's South Asian on the writing team being like, family is, is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it, it's so true. And I think in New York, mm-hmm. the South Asian community, like the fact that they go back to Queens, which is where like so, yeah. so much of the South Asian community lives and has their homes and and even if that scene at the Diwali party was pretty short, like yeah. they put it in there and they like well, and I, showed like it us wasn't glammed up. Like yeah. the thing that I appreciated about that, listen, I'm here like in the housewives, I'm ready to <laughs> go into Carrie's like I would never move into that apartment with all windows but I'm ready to step foot in it because I would have never stepped foot and and as a New Yorker I would never step foot into a place like that never because I don't have I don't run in those circles I don't know anyone who has an apartment yeah but but for me I am not South Asian yeah but I I had been to that apartment I know the house in Queens it was like it was like for me being at this is my New York, like going into lower roofs, you know, like or lower ceilings like that. That to me was the most comfortable. Yes. You know, I've ever been maybe in a Sex in the City episode setting because it was like, yes, yes. Because even like even if they go to the Met or something, yeah. there's something out of reach for me as a New Yorker because it's like I'm not wearing heels to the Met. Like I yeah. am wearing jeans, boots a blazer maybe or like a nice sweater but I'm not dressed like out of like you know straight off the runway no and so like going to that Diwali again I am not South Asian yeah. hanging out in that 
atmosphere was so comfortable. It, and I love to hear that. And I feel like the the way that they have... I do want to mention quickly that the mother of Seema is mm. Mother Joffrey, who's a really big... Um, she's a well-known writer and she's like very well-known. I well think known. that's really important to bring up. And so what would we know her like from? And- um, so she's she's a writer. She's written um, some big... Uh, books I can't I don't know them off the top of my head now but like Mother Jo I think she also has like a cookbook maybe oh, wow. actually the Julia Child of Indian Cookery is her nickname so she's like Huge. very well known and she was one of the first I think South Asians to kind of break into the western cooking scene with so a like would your mom know her oh yes absolutely okay okay um okay but Back to what I wanted to say, which is, I think, similar to what you were saying. I really appreciate the way they're portraying Seema as not just an Indian woman. Mm. She is very Western. They're showing how complicated it is for her to live in two worlds. And um, like when they introduce her as the realtor, she says, my name is Seema. This is what it means in Hindi. So we get the signal. Okay, she's Indian. Well, you know, I thought whatever. of you because I was like, um, we've talked about this before of how the white person asking you, what does, did someone tell you what Indra meant or asked you what Indra meant? I wouldn't have ever even thought to ask anyone about it but if didn't I didn't a get white so man? many people who yeah. asked me. <laughs> and I thought but it she was just, just like, said it. She yeah. was like, this is what my name means. Um, it's it's ironic because I really don't like, you know, do this. And then. But do you take becomes, it as her people have exotic exoticized? I don't think that's a word. Yeah. No, I but think do it you is think a word. It's, yeah. Do you think she put it out there because of what people have done to you? And that's what I was wondering when I was watching that. <sighs> that is a good question. I didn't think about that. Okay. Maybe I'm um, overthinking it just because I'm. I think about her character a lot. Her and uh, Miranda. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. And a I also way... think of Anthony. I'm not gonna lie. I think of Anthony a lot. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. I know. Let's talk about him later. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that that's interesting. And maybe it's like it's interesting that you picked up on that, and I didn't really. I kind of just thought like, oh, this is like a plot device to like show people who she is. But interesting. But it is actually a thing that, you know, gets asked a lot. Um and maybe like in a way that's a little bit like, eh, why do you need to ask? But anyway, um but then they just then she's just Carrie's realtor and they're just friends and they're talking about their love lives and she's like, you know, she's like, no bullshit. Like, we're going to make your whole apartment beige. We're going to do like all these things. And like, she's a boss. And yeah, and like Carrie's having trouble getting up the stairs, which, by the way, in the episode before that, Carrie is walking all over the city with no issues. And all of a sudden she has old lady back. <laughs> It was like, this doesn't add up, but whatever. But I I just like how the first things that we see of Seema are very like, this is just her life. This is who she is. She's a realtor. Well, you're She's brought into her woman. world, right? You're kind of, because yeah. we're always in those, their worlds. Yes. We're in her world and it's like, I'm single. I'm in my 50s. I'm, I have a driver. I'm living this fabulous New York life, like selling really expensive real estate. Like, And then in subsequent episodes, we get into the cultural aspect of, oh, so you're telling your parents you're dating someone named Dennis. And she's like, listen, it's just easier this mm-hmm. way. And I liked that scene because you saw a little bit of judgment on Carrie's face, but it was also like the understanding that like, it's it's okay to judge and well maybe it's not but like it, I think it's a natural inclination a natural to maybe inclination. judge perfect yeah but that like Seema has been dealing with code switching between her life with her Indian family and mm-hmm. living in America her whole life and she's just explaining what her journey is and like you know Carrie's like is it easier for them or for you and Seema's kind of like you know I'm kind of working that out like. And I thought their conversation about like, you know, when Carrie brought her sushi and they had kind of an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation about like judging each other Mm -hmm. or whatever. It feels like a very like I like the way they've created this friendship and I like the way they've portrayed Seema in it as like just another woman living in New York 
who also happens to be Indian and has this important part of her. And it's it's all kind of like woven together in a nice way that doesn't feel forced in any way. Do you and know I, what I mean? Yeah. And I do appreciate Seema has no attachment to Big, does not even know what he looks like, like all yes. that kind of stuff and is not carrying that weight. the weight. And, and, you know, never forget not to bring up Miranda again, but I will is like Miranda does not like big we can just like kind of like you know I mean I think she likes big because Carrie fell in love with big you know but never forget when Carrie goes off to you know to I don't know I'm thinking I'm getting I'm gonna bring up Paris but like Miranda's always being like big's trash which is why like one of the reasons why I identify with Miranda (laughs) because big is trash biggest and Anthony (laughs) knows big you know all these characters know Carrie and big and it's refreshing to me seeing through Seema's eyes yeah of like Carrie as this uh widowed widower whatever uh woman who's now not attached to anyone and I think that's important to have a character like Seema to to bring Carrie into the next phase of life. Yeah, and I think it's interesting of all the like new characters we have that have significant roles, like I think maybe like Seema and then Charlotte, I uh, sorry, Miranda's um teacher mm-hmm. are like the two because that have had kind of their own scenes in yeah. it almost. It does feel like Seema's kind of stepping into a Samantha role mm. a little bit. Interesting. Um, I can see that now that you say that because she's close to Carrie and Carrie is the central character of the show. Um, yeah. And, and, do, and, yeah. and Cynthia was the sex in Carrie city. Yes. If, if like I, I mentioned on the podcast, Samantha, but, you mean? Or yeah, sorry. Yeah. And <laughs> um, if like Miranda's the brain. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's the heart and uh, Cynthia Nixon. No, not Cynthia Nixon. Samantha was the sex and, Seema is a little bit of a, I'm not saying mature sex, but like evolved, independent, uh, like sexual being, which which if we think of uh, Carrie as the body is can represent that. Do you know what? Am I making sense? You're totally making sense. Um, I just want to say that I keep forgetting um, Miranda's teacher's name. It's doc. It's Naya. And I want to say Naya, she's the only outfit. She wore the only outfit that I've Googled so far on the... Which one? She's wearing an Adidas track outfit, I think in the last episode, and she's Uh layering it. Uh, They're like brown and dark brown. I could be getting this wrong. Track pants. And she has the the matching top, but it's layered in this really interesting way that I really loved. Yeah. Um, I'm just such a fan of like the evolution of the Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. And I, I'm obsessed like everyone from like, you know, the way uh, old school hip hop wore it to, you know, what Beyonce is doing to it, where the Beastie Boys have worn it. Uh, yeah. I have my own Adidas tracksuit. I think everyone should have one. <laughs> to even the way when like Madonna used to wear them when, mm-hmm. when she was really into Gabala. Um, it has had an evolution. Adidas as a brand has had an evolution for sure. Yeah. And I like love this. Just a side note, uh, Yoji Yamamoto, he does Y3 and he, yeah. I have some pieces from him, but like, I, I just like love to see the way different people style it. And so when, mm-hmm. um, she brought the Adidas tracksuit, what I've never seen styled before, I was like, uh, where, what kind, what brand division of Adidas is that? And how much does it cost? Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't find it. <laughs> it's probably like you're never gonna find I it. Wonder, I wonder. I, I thought it might be Blue Ivy. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not sure. I just, I just thought like that to me seemed the most freshest uh, yeah. of the styling because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I, I do appreciate how they're looking, mm-hmm. all the girls or the women. But, but to me, like I, I'm gravitating toward Naya's style over everyone's. Yeah, that makes sense um sorry that was like a really winded thing to talk about her tracksuit but I think it's I'm glad that for the first time we're seeing in a New York City um show the tracksuit being brought out and it's a shame that it's in 2022 but it's important because it's such like a New York uh 
uniform. Yeah, it's like a staple. Speaking of clothes, so there are a couple things with Seema's character. There was one thing with Seema's character that bothered me that I felt like the show was trying to a bit whitewash like Indian culture. Um, so when they're at the store looking for clothes for the Diwali party, yeah. um, I did think that like, you know, Carrie being like, is it okay for me to even wear this? And Seema was like, it's cultural appreciation, not appropriation. And like, and we've talked about how, you know, if I was going to invite you, if I was going to have a big Indian Mm -hmm. wedding, you know, I would invite all of my guests who were not Indian to wear Indian clothes Mm -hmm. and feel like that was a great, wonderful way to celebrate and whatever. And I feel like that's what was going on there. But when Seema was like, let's get you a sari, I just have to point out that Carrie was not wearing a sari. <laughs> okay, can she you, was wearing you a def- langha. Okay, can you, uh, just for us who don't know the difference, can you describe? Yes, and I wish that the show had just called it what it was. Yeah. I think they said sari because everybody knows what a sari is, but it's kind of like if this is an opportunity to educate. I don't know, whatever. No, so, I think uh, this is this is awesome. This is awesome. So a sari is like one piece of fabric where you wear like a petticoat, like bra top type thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's one huge piece of fabric wow. that you pleat up on the bottom and wrap around you. It's very complicated to this day. I've never put one on myself. And I think I've only worn a sari like once in my okay. life because it's, it's very complicated. And has someone uh, draped it on you appropriately yes like my mom had to help me and there's this whole pleading thing and it's really hard um so which is why I'll often wear a langha instead which is what uh Carrie was wearing and I always think of sorry Vishal's uh Vishal's fiance always wears those Richa wears a lot of langhas right so and it's very in style these days. Yeah, the, it's like, gorgeous. The high-waisted skirt with a crop top is essentially what it is. Um, also often paired with it will be a dupatta, which is like a, the drapey piece that you mm-hmm. put over your shoulder. Is any of these pinned in or is it all folded? Um the sari is pinned. There's okay. a lot of pinned. Oh my and then, gosh. Depending on how you style other stuff, you can use pins or not, or you can just kind of let it flow. The pins are always helpful though. <laughs> I just have a very basic uh, Western question. Yeah. Do people wear saris with pins every day? Yes. Like you will see women doing hard labor in the villages wearing a sari. And they're pinned into their sari. Well, they may have other ways. I'm not sure. Honestly, it's an art form that I am I not super well versed I would love to talk on. to someone on the podcast about like totally different styles. But the styles thing with of- like Indian fabrics is that they're meant to keep you cool while in the heat and mm-hmm. kind of protect you from the sun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of really like good fabrics are used in Indian clothing. And um, but, you know, like the really fancy saris and lingas, they're heavy. The material is like you is not something you want to wear all day. A cotton sari, on the other hand, can be lightweight and really like versatile and all these things. And we're seeing now like all these really cool new ways to style yeah. Indian clothing that um, are not as traditional, but use the same clothing and cloth. And I love it. Like the styles where they like, I've seen these like high waisted pants, like wow. really flowy pants lately that like have style in different ways with Indian fabrics that I absolutely love. Um, I thought Carrie's outfit was, she looked amazing. Amazing. I did not, I liked the flowers in the hair, but I didn't love the like unicorn over the top of the head. I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> it was like, she had these beautiful um, marigolds in her hair, but she, there was like a bit, it like extended over her part onto the mm-hmm. f- top of her forehead. Okay, which I'm I kind of remember. I think it was to like sort of mimic the jewelry that often a woman, an Indian woman will put over her middle yeah. part and then it hangs on uh-huh. her forehead. But she did it with flowers and it was like, it was a little, it made her look like a unicorn. <laughs> I'm curious because Patricia Field does all the styling and I'm curious if Patricia Field brought in a South Asian stylist to kind of figure out her outfit. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I mean, I think that's one thing is like you and I have talked forever about like how the Real Housewives of New York, like it's ridiculous that there are no Indians on that show. There's no black women on that show until recently. And you know me, I'm like, there's no one from Queens or Brooklyn. Like, like, it's just even like 
go across the water, dude. Just go into another borough, please. Um, so it's nice that Sex in the City, which is the city is in the name of the show, yes. is finally like going to Queens, showing all of these different communities. It's nice to like have all of these things and it felt really forced in the first episode because it was all at once but as the show has gone on i i can appreciate what they're trying to do a little bit more well and i think also it's just like with che it's just you know as a female i think we watch it different from for example yeah and and i'm just assuming then your brother and with che it's we're getting yes we're getting different body types and You know, Che's non-binary, but it's refreshing and the sense of like, we're supposed to believe that Carrie (laughs) has like Pilates arms and has a dancer's body and she just kind of walks around New York City having a healthy diet. You know what I mean? And actually, I think what else is refreshing, Mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll throw this in there, is Miranda, we're seeing her as, you know, her body it seems I don't want to say normal, but it's just like, oh, yeah. wow, like like Miranda's not stick thin walking around um, New York City. It's just yeah. like refreshing. Yeah. And seeing I think bodies. the show is kind of acknowledging nor- like aesthetics like at the the culture around aesthetics a little bit more like with the whole visit to the doctor about the facelift and the discussions about Botox and fillers. And we're supposed to believe that <laughs> Carrie's never had Botox before. No, are we? So, yeah, no, I'm I serious. Mean, I was wondering that. It doesn't that look like she's had thing. a lot to be fair. And and I think she she right. looks beautiful. Uh, 100%. I think she's aged beautifully. And she I was wondering why does. they put there was that was a big scene of her like going to this doctor with Anthony and then having yeah. him like change her face and like or it it was interesting that they put that in. I kind of wondered like why they did that as much as they did, but maybe to it. But it's also like. So I've been hearing a lot, like seeing stuff online, like people giving Charlotte a lot of like the actress who plays Charlotte a lot of shit for like having a lot of Botox and fillers. And it's like, yeah, these are examples of what women do, you know, at certain points in their life. And like, here it is. okay. (laughs) I think it's interesting, you know, um, maybe this is a little extreme, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I. I'm pro-abortion because I think women should have control of their own body. And it's interesting how you can be uh, pro-choice and then just like kind of knock a woman down for doing what they want to their face and their body. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not trying to bash, but again, like I'm just coming through, like uh, confronting it with compassion. And it's just like, uh, the the the, the mm-hmm. cards are stacked against women in mm-hmm. general and against women in Hollywood. And so uh, she's trying to roll with the punches and she's allowed to, bless you, she's allowed to yeah. get whatever yeah, the fuck no, she Yeah, no, absolutely. And get, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think they said that kind of on the show when they were all having that picnic lunch. Like, this is what people do. Whatever, get over it. Um, well, and I think the contrast between Miranda not getting stuff done and going gray and Charlotte... Yeah you know, what people are saying has stuff done. I think that's, yeah. I think that's bringing conversation. And I don't think when we bring conversation about women, we should be so judgmental and criticize. And that's just my personal. Yeah. Opinion. Or have like an agenda the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, cause I'm still not really sure how, what to make of it. Just like with the whole, the way the show is dealing with race mm-hmm. is um Charlotte's storyline with the dinner party. It's a lot. Um, I just, what were your thoughts and reactions um, to that whole I situation? I have never been, and I think you can speak this for yourself, on the Upper West Side yeah. zeitgeist. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't doubt that it exists that these woke, quote unquote, woke Upper West Side white women were jumping on top of uh, like white privilege books mm-hmm. when the Black Lives Matter stuff. And and I'm not just talking about the Upper West Side, but like, you know, yeah. all across this country and talking to their husbands about, you know, reading uh, authors Smith who, and, yeah. yeah, BIPOC and stuff like that. Um, it, it felt a little bit of shoving stuff down our throats, you uh-huh. know, of the contrast of them going into uh, a BIPOC space versus having, you know, a BIPOC couple come into their space. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I, I don't know. Again, I'm trying to come to like her character with compassion, even though I think she's she she's not for me. Yeah. She's yeah. not for me. I don't know if I could be friends with. I think she has a great heart, but yeah. like, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I'm sorry. I'm just well, kind of thinking through it. Let me ask one more question. Do you want to target it a little? So, yeah, she goes to this dinner party where her and Harry are the only white couple there, which is, I thought that was interesting to put that there. What made me feel a little like, uncomfortable or maybe not uncomfortable I was just kind of like huh like question mark was how they ended that scene with Charlotte talking about all the art in the room being Mm -hmm. which was all from like you know black artists and how this was sort of like was it supposed to be a redemption for her bad behavior or was it like this is complex because like or like Charlotte has appreciation for this culture. She just doesn't know it yet. Like, I just didn't know what to do with that. It felt very like put on a plate and then nothing <laughs> happened. And I think when you were just talking about it and mapping it out, I just realized, I think this is for me the first time I remember even Charlotte talking about yeah. art. <laughs> even you though she, I mean? that's her thing, though, we, is being an artist. From day friend. one, yeah. we saw her working for a gallery. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't think we've ever even seen her like pointing out art in a space. It's so true. And so that layer on top of it, what you were saying, like makes me just like, I am, I am like one big question mark emoji. Like, I don't even know how to add to what you're saying I know it's so and then it's like and then she has a follow-up lunch with LTK where she admits like I was nervous because I planned this dinner party and realized you'd be the only black couple there and LTK is very like dismissive of the whole thing she's like Mm. oh I get nervous too and then they like hold hands and giggle and it's like over I was like I was just like, well, what? you know, what's it's going like, on some here? Some of us like, want it written through like a, is it Colton Whitehead? Yeah. Is that his yeah, name? Col- like, like yeah, it's Coulson, not. Yeah. Colson White. His last name's Whitehead. Like, yeah. it's not going to be written through his lens, <laughs> no, right? it's like, not like, like yeah. And some of us have like, I know like you and I have read his books, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's like, we're used to, not used to, but we we sometimes expect that kind of jargon. But yeah. then we're like, oh, it's just like sparkle glitter, and now this. Or see, I can't even remember the 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 title of this fucking show. It's like, yeah. of course they're not gonna have like. I know these intense. It's just like it just felt like that felt. I'll go back to the word clumsy a little. Like it is clumsy. It was just like okay, here's some things to like ruminate on, but like. What I was uncomfortable with, and I will use that word for this, is any potential for their for Charlotte redeeming herself because she could talk about the black artists in the room. I don't think that it was like it was like and all of these other things were really cringy, too. So, like, maybe they're saying these two things can exist together and it's complicated. I don't Fuck know. Fuck if I know. I mean, like, the thing is, is I'll just say Charlotte is not a redeeming character for me. Yeah. Um, Like, when <laughs> she was crying and going on, yeah. you know, and I understand that she's a sympathetic person yeah. and, and just, like, you know, is emotional, but... Uh, yeah, she's, she's not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, empathetic. Yeah. Excuse me. Like, like uh, she's sympathetic. Yeah, whatever. But like, she's not my cup of tea. So therefore, like, I ke- I personally do not harbor on like these things because I think that people get stuck in their worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 we did see her change in the the first show, but like. I almost want to fast forward it. I'll be totally honest when Charlotte's on the screen. Really? Okay, so yeah, let's, like, let's like, shift. And then I don't hate her. I don't hate her. It's just like she's not for so me. So let's shift to the gender conversation because she's at the center of that because she has a child who is shifting their gender identity. And mm-hmm. it's um, in some ways, I think it was smart to put this in Charlotte's plate because she is so stunted and so an example of the to be very frank like the perfect upper west side white couple white family life and um and along with that uh common gender norms and you know things about what proper is and what how life is supposed to be. And like, I think Charlotte's whole storyline since the start of this entire series is like, Charlotte is just trying to do what society is telling her to do. 
And like mm-hmm. she she wants to be a part of that. She wants to have the perfect like life as like yeah. a white woman living in New York City. So, you know, she gets challenged in various ways in the original version of Sex in the City in terms of her like fertility and um, marrying Harry, who's not like this perfect, good looking man and everything like he's a little bit more complex. And then she adopts a a daughter from China. And now she has a daughter biologically who is shifting their gender identity. Mm-hmm. So I won't, I guess I shouldn't say daughter because it's, that's not who this person is anymore. Um, And then there's Che in the series who mm-hmm. is non-binary as well. And so I feel like the show is very intentionally talking about like gender roles and norms and trying to break barriers down with that um and so i i mean as someone who like experiences privilege in this space watching Mm -hmm. it i feel like i feel like they have done a pretty good job with Mm -hmm. the topic but i would you know i don't know if that would feel the same to someone who is actually from that community totally yeah. And that's a hard thing to speak. I agree with you to speak on from like my point of view. Um, I do think like just that in general and Charlotte setting up her life mm-hmm. is just like a really great example. Like just when you uh, the second you try to paint a picture mm-hmm. of what you think your future will be like and what you want it to be like or uh, the universe, for lack of a better term, throws you a curveball. Yeah. And and and. F- in my opinion, life is about the way you handle those curveballs. And that's just like, you know, being 40 and like my realization and my wisdom at this point. And, um, you know, I think like, uh, I always think of like Trey, you know, who her Charlotte's first husband. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who was so hot, in my opinion, not my type, but like couldn't get it up. And <laughs> it was a struggle, you know. Yes. And then, you know, Charlotte, like you said, marries her divorce, divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... I think like it was interesting how she found out about rock, you know, wanting to be called rock through the zoom call, the zoom call. Yeah. Um, and I think it was interesting because I wonder how, you know, there's different ways parents find out about their child. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was actually done tasteful, but, but I say this as, you know, someone who identifies as female. Yeah. yeah. I going off of that after the, conference that Charlotte and Harry have with the teachers at the school Mm -hmm. when Harry's like that was the most humbling experience of my life Mm -hmm. like instead of getting mad kind of being like someone else telling me about my child like that I loved that line I loved Loved that sort of whole sentiment that came from that and and I felt like they didn't shy away like they didn't try to make what they said about it PC like you know, Charlotte right. and Harry said all the wrong things about like, well, why can't people just be, it's just a phase. Like, yeah. why can't people just be the way that they are? Like, why do things have to change? Like, whatever. Like, they sort of showed that real-time processing, mm-hmm. um, which is like, I don't know, but I would imagine would be a reality for parents who are going through this. And um, yeah, so I thought that it was, I appreciated it. I think they even brought it a step further. They didn't just like tie it up with a neat bow, like at the lunch when Miranda's like telling Charlotte about what's going on with her and Che and like, and Charlotte gets so upset because Miranda's having an affair and like, Mm -hmm. and you know, what is Che like in terms of gender and blah, blah, blah. And like Charlotte kind of acts out and says all the wrong things again. It's like, Mm-hmm. That to me showed that like her journey with her child's uh, gender identity is not linear, mm-hmm. that there are going to be moments where she mo- takes two steps forwards and then she's going to take a couple steps That's back. That's interesting. Um, so I, I appreciated that. I mean, honestly, I again, I just feel like these these last few episodes have like yeah. got into nuance the nuances of their lives and what they're dealing with in a way that feels familiar to me and that I'm really enjoying. Well, and I like that it's not so insular. Yeah. You know, their, their, their sex in their city is not insular amongst them sitting at a coffee shop yeah. having brunch 
talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And I I do like that 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 the characters are getting more complicated because um of course there was character growth and I've said this on the podcast mm-hmm. that I believe there was no character growth with Carrie. Yeah. And that was the thing that really weighed the show down. Yeah. In my opinion. Again, like I did I watch it all I watched it all the time or whatever. But like with this, it's just you know, Miranda having an an affair is not so black and white. Yeah. And I think that what that symbolizes is that life is not really black and white. And mm-hmm. you know, and and you again you can plan things yeah and, and I think like just thinking about it and talking out loud is like in my head I had a plan for how these characters were gonna yeah. be and who they yeah. were but like I'm not Michael Patrick King who created the show yep. and so it's like I need to be challenged in that sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what the first couple episodes amongst other things that I kind of had problems with but like did yeah and so now like just strapping in and going along for the ride and seeing where that ride takes you, yeah. I think is like for me, like an important element about watching the yeah. show. And Carrie is showing some growth. Like, she is. And maybe that has to do with Big finally being out of the picture. Like, mm-hmm. and I actually appreciate, you know, I thought it, I thought episode two was going to be like the funeral, mourn Big, and then they'd move on. But like, her experience of mourning his loss has has gone through all of these episodes so far. And I actually appreciate that, that like they mm-hmm. didn't just kind of gloss over it and move on to the next love interest or something like that. It's like all the things that Carrie's kind of processing, getting a new like the apartment right. situation has been more interesting than I thought it would be. Right. Seeing and it's her funny that she comes back to her studio. Oh, yeah. God, that's such like, and I that think is like getting into that warm hot tub. Well, and I think like, you know, as living in New York City is like, I don't think we've ever seen any of the characters walk the city to things. Yeah. And to me, that was huge when she did yes. that. Because we've all been there living in New York City of just like walk the city to think yep. and kind of put the puzzle pieces together. Yep. And it's like, so we're getting these other elements of living in New York City that we realize for me I realized that we're missing yeah, there's in like, the fluff and uh, from the first uh from sex in yeah, the city Carrie was all like fluff and tantrums and this that and the other and there's still that there but there's a little bit more of something else and I do want to say that you know I want to acknowledge how they've brought Samantha into the show in some clever ways. That text yeah. conversation, the little texting that she did where she's like, I hope you're okay with like I talked about yeah. when you took the diaphragm out and and Samantha answers one of my finest hours. That yes. was like and that's such that's so Samantha. and I'm glad your vagina is getting airtime like yes. that is like. Even just that was like kind of like felt like a warm hug. I was like, I'm she's still there a little bit. Somehow they've accomplished to keep her there. <laughs> and I think all of us have relationships. Like I'm thinking of one friend in particular. Like this was my old roommate uh-huh. and we were like best friends and like I think about her, the the relationship ended somehow. Yeah. And I don't I don't have I've never had closure about it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's important that to because Sex in the City is about relationships yeah. to also acknowledge there's going to be people in your life that you're not going to have closure about. And so how yes. are you going to deal with that? Yes. I mean, I think I can think of one friend that you've talked about that you don't really have closure. Oh, with. yeah. I mean, I think one of the hallmarks of my 30s is losing friendships that I thought I would yes, never exactly lose. and and how hard that is and how complicated it is and and sometimes you look back and you're like what really happened what happened um, and I and just then sometimes the text, you're like was it me what is it was it them was it I us know. you and know the, the part where Carrie says I miss you and then it yes. shows Samantha texting yeah. back and then she doesn't say anything yeah. that was like Perfect. very real too I thought and that's great sex in the city writing yeah that's what what yes. brings us back to the show totally absolutely um so then the other topic that they kind of bring in with Naya's character is Mm. motherhood and Mm -hmm. the complicated conversations or sometimes the disrespectful conversations that happen around um becoming a mother the choice to become a mother all of these things and Mm -hmm. um yeah, I just I I appreciated that dinner that her and her 
um, are they married or I can't remember. I think it's her husband mm-hmm. and that other couple around like fertility and having children and all of that. And like how there's this assumption that like that's what you should want and everyone should have that yeah. and you should stop at no cost to have that. Um, I just want to say that I appreciated that they put that into Me the too. show. Um, and you know, Carrie does not have children and that's yeah. like another kind of interesting hallmark of it. So, and Seema doesn't have children. No. And, and, and that maybe is a connection between them too, you know? Um, so, and then I also just want to acknowledge what's going on with, um, Chris No and how it's affecting the oh, show. Oh, Chris Noth? Yeah. Is it Noth or no? It's not. I thought it was May, Noth. I, can someone tell me? I always thought it was no. Okay, Chris Noth. Let's just call him that because you're probably right. Um, so there have been at least four women now that have um, come out with stories of sexual abuse and um, an assault by him, um, which I'm not going to get into the details, but when I did read about it, I was pretty horrified. Um and so they've pulled him apparently from some of the final episodes of the show, maybe just the finale, um, which I just want to acknowledge that, that that's, that's a big move. And um, the cast has spoken out about it and expressed their disappointment. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of... It feels weird, like all of that, along with the fact that I don't like his character on the show and Mm -hmm. I never had like Mm -hmm. it just feels like kind of the whole thing feels like creepy (laughs) to Mm -hmm. me. I don't know how to explain it, but um, yeah, it's kind of it's um, interesting. I'm glad the women came forward with their stories. um, And I hope like I read again, I'm not reading about it, but I read a headline that said that season two might be up in the air because of it. And I, I just want to say oh, interesting. that because a, a, a man has done these atrocious things or allegedly yeah. should not put an entire yeah. series up in the air. Like the livelihoods of focuses, all these people who work well, on it. It's not. Yeah. That work on it. I'm not talking Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker is going to be She's fine. going to be fine. <laughs> But like, but like this, this, this show about women yeah. that kind of paved the way for uh, talking about sex yeah. Um, yeah. in the media and in real life. Uh, I, I, I think it would be a travesty if, if this stunted uh, second season, if there was going to be one, but I don't think it, I think that was just like, yeah, say I haven't but. seen that, but I totally agree with you that if that is in any way true, that's a real shame because. Well, then we have a lot to do as like a a fucking public. Yeah. Or as people, if that's what's going to happen with us. Yeah. I mean, the whole story has cast a a shadow, I think, on the release of this reboot. But it doesn't have to affect what they're doing here. Like big is not there anymore. And I support their decision to take his scenes out of the last episode. Like that that seems like a good thing to do in this situation I mean, but not to scrap an entire second season big has ruined so many things <laughs> um he actually i want to shout out he todd rundgren's hello it's me yeah i'm a huge todd rundgren fan mm-hmm. and the show's ruined he's ruined that song for me in a sense yeah and, and it's it's a shame so it's like don't ruin the series yeah i know it's like <laughs> Between Big and Chris Noth, it's like, gosh, okay. And for the record, like, I loved Chris Noth because he was, you know, I love Law and Order when I was in high school and and I watched so much of it. And he was, he was the detective when I was in high school. Uh So it's tough watching him transition into Big and then, you know. Well, and that's what a lot of the stories from these women say. They say, like, I had so much admiration for this person and then this happened to me. And it's, like, really disappointing. Um, Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about Seema's character. Um, So the actress herself, um, her name is Saritha Chaudhry. Mm -hmm. And she is... I have loved her for a very long time. She's been in TV for a long time, but Mm -hmm. um, in like smaller roles. And I think 
Did you ever watch the show Homeland? I watched the first season. So she was in the first season. She Who was, was she? she was Saul's ex-wife. Saul's yes. wife, and then they get this divorce, I think, in season they one. They do? Okay, so I remember, because Saul would always come back to her. Yes, so she was. She played his wife, and then she was in, like, just had other roles. I've just seen her all over the place. She has such a distinctive look. Like, she's so mm-hmm. striking, I oh feel like. Oh, my gosh, that hair. And, like, I just, like, and her voice is low, and she has, mm-hmm. like, such a... I just love how... She's very interesting looking to me. She's like beautiful, but not in the conventional way. Mm. Um, And I just, it was like, I was excited when I saw that she was playing the realtor. And I think she's Mm -hmm. an excellent casting choice for this role. And I'm just like, you know, obviously I'm going to be excited to see Indian representation in any show, but like, especially on like the Sex and the City reboot. And like, I'm so glad you watched it. Like, I'm just so glad that you, you watched it. Cause I thought of you like the whole time. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just like, I like have been breathing a sigh of relief because I'm enjoying the show again. And I'm like, I had all this like anticipation for it. And I felt so disappointed at first, but now I'm like, enjoying it again and I think it's important to like when Sex and the City came out it was before like these epic series that were on Netflix you know what I mean oh yeah Netflix was like this was like 10 years before Netflix yeah but it was just like it was nice to go somewhere else with a television show yeah. that wasn't like I was never a friends person, but that wasn't friends or like oh, friend. I hate friends, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like whatever was on NBC or ABC, yes. you know what I mean? And, and it was when, on HBO. When, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just like kind of is getting back to the nuts and bolts of what like great how great television started yeah. and like what it can become at this point. Totally. Without like like. Because right now, like everyone's like, you should watch Ozark. You could watch. You should watch like Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it gonna give me just like a lot of anxiety and make <laughs> you know like, yeah, or like um, yes. what is the one that Andrew was recapping for me? Oh um, God. Squid Game. Yeah, like you it's know, just like and it's, upsetting. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just upsetting. But you're you're glued to it. And like for me in my later years, I stick away. I stay away from those shows. And so it's nice like being brought into a world. Yeah. Where you kind of feel safe and you're familiar and you're learning new things yeah. with the characters. Yeah. And I think and I think the show is doing that. It's pushing itself. Yeah. And but also retaining some of that charm. And I just I, I'm seeing that more in these episodes and I just hope that it continues. There's three more episodes or four okay. more episodes. Oh, I good. Think. Okay. I'm glad that um and so yeah, we will definitely talk about this more on Thirsty Thirty. Um, we wanted to feature it today because there was South Asian it's representation. Um, but yeah, another plug for joining us on Patreon to listen to this. Um, again, that $1 tier will only be available for the next like 20 or less days through the end of January. And we hope that you'll join us there. And in this new year, as we're shifting things in the podcast a little bit, like just thank you all for the support. Oh my God. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us. uh, If you please, the most important thing you can do that's so helpful is rate us on Apple Podcasts. Write a little review. Rate us five stars. It's so helpful. Um, We... Like that's the easiest way you can support us and would be such a lovely gift for the start of 2022. And yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Just like that, we say. Just like that, (laughs) we say. Namaste, Namaste, bitches. bitches.